Let's talk shoes for a moment. If you didn't know, my closet is all about my shoe obsession. And I love a comfy shoe as much as I love to struggle to walk in a foreign stiletto. I wanted to get you hip to Tom's shoes, some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever purchased. Disclaimer, I'm an affiliate and super excited to introduce them to you. From slip-ons to sneakers, flats, heels, and wedges, they have you covered. And they're in business to improve lives. For every $3 that they make, they give away $1. Check out their fun new styles at the link in the show notes and get a spring in your step. Yes, honey, it's almost spring. Can you believe it? Try some on. I bet you live in them. And let me know what color you select. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Coltimedici. Follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Sandra Coltimedici the podcast and lifestyle Instagram at Sweet Bites with Sandra. And for upcoming course announcements, follow College of Style on Instagram as well. Want to enjoy more sweet rewards? Join Sandra's Facebook groups, Sweet Bites with Sandra, Content Creator Convention, WA Guest Blogging, and Twitter Spaces Female Entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me on Sweet Bites with Sandra, episode number 20. I am so excited about this episode because I have two ladies with me on the interview this time, and they are the creators of Caravan Stylist Studio, Claudine and Janine. Oh my goodness, some of the takeaways that they talk about from being in experiential marketing, PR, and advertising, I mean, you need to listen to this, and it's coming up very shortly, but let's get right into it. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today is three ideas on how to use TikTok in your marketing without actually dancing. <laughs> I know it's really hard to think about some of the things that people are doing on TikTok where they're not actually doing a dance challenge. And as a dancer myself, I always find myself kind of falling back into trying to find a song and trying to find something really cool to put to that song and doing some dance moves or exercise routines. But I know that there are people out there who just don't dance or just don't want to fall into that trap of having to really keep up with the challenges that people are putting on TikTok. So I put together three ideas that you could use in order to really get into TikTok, but in your own way without actually having to follow up on all the dance challenges that they have. So number one is post tips that you have maybe in a sequential fashion for a tutorial, but instead of, you know, pointing at the tips, actually show the tutorial. So there's more video involved and you don't have to actually point and be the person like a spokesperson. The second one is putting together a montage of photos. That's always fun to see kind of behind the scenes or um, of like a photo shoot or even a trip that you've taken, maybe a throwback photo montage. It's always great to have those as well as number three 
three, putting some lyrics on a song. So instead of having you dance to a song, you might want to point out your favorite lyrics and why so that you can bring your customers, your consumers, your audience into your zone and have them understand who you are and what really makes you tick. I love when I see somebody, you know, pull up a quote and have it actually like come up on the screen where it's not exactly like bam, one quote, but actually word by word. That really is fun. And it makes use of the really short time that you have on TikTok. So, you know, getting to your point is great, but letting people see the real you is also important. So use some of those on your TikTok videos and tag me on TikTok so that I can cheer you on and celebrate you on the platform. Have you been to my shop lately? I have been in the lab and creating new items just for you. Take a look at the decor, the brand new eye collection, and spanking new done for you templates for social media. Yes, <laughs> I told you, I am giving you my A game in 2021. Check it out and buy yourself a little something to reward yourself for making a commitment to yourself to rock 2021 like no other. Just visit www.sandracoltimadc.com forward slash shop today. Let's take a question from one of our listeners. So I had a question come in from a listener who asked, what do you do when you run out of ideas for content on social media? And I wanted to just give you one really great tip, and that is Find a trending topic, whether you go to what's trending on Twitter or Facebook or Snapchat, find the trending topic and figure out what your opinion is on that. And you know what you can do? You can share your opinion. And that's one way that every single day, if you are running out of an idea for what to post on what content is going to get you more eyeballs on your content and more viewers to bring, bring in and more leads to bring back to your home base on your website, find out what's the trending topic and then formulate an opinion on it and then post it because that's always a good idea to let people know what you think, let people know where you're coming from because having an opinion on a particular topic is great because there's always going to be somebody who identifies with you and maybe even one or two who don't agree with you. But that is some way to build uh, your audience, get really kind of instant engagement with what is happening in the world right there at that moment. And it lets you have like a breathing room, a little fresh air of going, oh, okay, okay, I, I know what I can fall back on as like my one thing. If I don't have content for one of those days, I can just go in, figure out what's trending that day. Is it political? Is it entertainment based? Is it fashion? Is it music? What is it? And then post an opinion on whatever it is. It could be the Grammys are coming up and who are you looking forward to uh, seeing perform on the Grammys? Anything like that. I really think that it's great when you can tag somebody in a post as well. So if you find a trending topic and you formulate your opinion and you put it on your feed, make sure you tag either a friend, three or four friends that might have you know similar interests or an opposing opinion so that you generate some engagement, some shares, some likes, some comments, and then you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I have to come up with all this content. You know what? That is your saving grace. Your saving grace is always find the trending topic and post your opinion. If you have a question that you would like answered on Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast, feel free to call 401-216-5059, leave a voicemail, and you too could be featured on the podcast. 
back to Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sandra Colton-Medici, and I'm here with the founders of Caravan Social Club, Claudine DeSola and Janine Just, both of whom have amazing and extraordinary experience in public relations and are both experiential event organizers that bring content creators to the forefront by working with brands and bringing all of that goodness that we that we love, we know and love on social media and in the actual in-person space together. So welcome to the podcast, ladies. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so tell me about, and I, let me just direct it to um, Claudine first. Tell me how Caravan Social Club came to life. Sure. So like you said, we were doing in-person events. We had a content studio, an actual physical space in New York City where we would have about 500 creatives visit us each year. And it was, you know, when the pandemic hit, we obviously could not do these in-person events. And where I always say, like, we're social, like we're, we're about being around people, meeting, networking, putting creatives together to be able to do awesome projects. And we weren't able to do any of that. Um, and we were just missing being social. So we're like, how do we bring people together still? So the idea of Caravan Social Club is basically bringing that content studio concept, but virtually. We uh, we do it once a month, and it's like a variety show almost, old school where it's musicians, dancers, comedians, and then we integrate brands, and the founders come on, and they do tips, tricks, hacks, recipes, all sorts of stuff. So it's usually about 10 creatives that have three-minute segments, and we show it on Zoom. So we, uh, we say we are not in the same room together anymore, but we're on the same Zoom together. And it, it's fun. The community, they come together. Um, it's a live show. So, you know, it's, it's like this, like where, you know, it's, we're having, we're having conversations. People are having conversations on chat back and forth. People are meeting each other. It's almost like feels like you're in a club. You're getting entertained. And our whole thing is like, where do you get to, uh, sing, dance, laugh, and shop all together. And we we take that one hour show that was on Zoom and then we reorganize it, put everyone's title in, and then we put it on Facebook. So if you missed it the first time, you can see it again and again. And these creatives that are part of the show, you know, are doing this so they can repurpose a lot of the content for themselves. So a comedian that just did a three minute segment with us and it sounded really good and they were psyched about it, they can actually use that again on their own social content. And that's what goal is to introduce creatives to one another still um, and to still be able to be producing content with them. Great. Now, how did you go from, you know, obviously back in 2020, which was not that long ago, but <laughs> I mean, you, you're like, hmm, how can we take this and pivot? So Janine, can you talk about how, you know, maybe you guys got your heads together and like, we need to do something or, or maybe just pulling those um, creatives together. I feel like is hard because everyone was going through their own Thing. And and a lot of people who are creative just didn't want to do anything. So how do you kind of motivate somebody who might not have been self-motivated to get together and have those creative juices going again? Good question. How do we become with our pivot? Well, we were about to go into our, our best year in the studio where we were like high-fiving, going, this is great. Like these ideas are sticking. People are getting it. Brands are embracing it. Content creators working with talent. And then that was quickly taken away. So we had to, I mean, we, a lot of our budgets were put on pause. 
as rightfully so, where people were just trying to figure out the navigation of where this going to happen, what's going on. And it was a good month of, okay, we have to figure out this virtual space and we have to figure out quickly because everyone else is trying to do that same thing. And we kind of felt like everybody was on a clean slate. So, you know, we were kind of all trying to ideate together and jumping on town halls, obviously jumping on a ton of Zoom, you know, meetings amongst colleagues and friends and and figuring out like, what are you doing? How can we get people to be gauged on the virtual setting? How can we get people that were so used to seeing people in person and like love being part of those types of in-person experiences? How do you, how do you recreate that, you know, on, on a Zoom <laughs> and or a Google Hangout? So I think it was a lot of ideation, trial and error. Some of it worked. Obviously, what worked is what evolved to the Caravan Social Club. Other ideas did not work. And it was just kind of going with the equation of like, what's going to be that algorithm, that secret sauce that's going to get people to stick. And what we did find was with those content creators, a lot of them couldn't have access to, you know, photographers or videographers and a lot of the talent that you're used to work with. They're not doing red carpet appearances. They're not promoting any of their projects. Their projects were put on pause. So it was a way where everyone was kind of like in this same boat together. And how do we create that platform where they can still do what they love to do and still be creative and still do, you know, their talent. So I think the Caravan Social Club with our episodes has kind of evolved from that where we have that platform. We plug in awesome talent to say like, hey, I might not be doing, you know, my in-person community acts, but I'm going to do something here. And I think Claudina mentioned, but like one of those comedians ended up getting an Amazon Prime show, but it was just great to kind of provide that platform for everybody. And not only did we get to work with content creators, but we said, you know, people need money. People are out of work, out of jobs. How can we put money into people's pockets? So we tried to work with different organizations that spoke to us where we can raise money for those people that had the resources that were able to do that. There were also a lot of small businesses struggling. And like you said, a lot of them are just like, you try to figure out like how to be that creative and outside the box. But like you said, you know, some people, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to kind of wrap your head about, okay, well, I was a retail store. How am I supposed to showcase like what we have in inventory? So we try to get creative with supporting local brands, small businesses, so that people can shop them and say, hey, here's here's somebody that we would love for you to support too. So it's been amazing to kind of create that community. It hasn't been easy at all. You know, I finally feel that like we're getting our website, which is going live, hopefully end of this week, next week. But we just did a whole rebrand and like new logo and all this like awesome video work and all the content that we've been creating for the past like six months. And we just... I feel like we're in such a good place to kind of share with everybody our journey and we want to grow that community with everybody. Yeah. Well, I feel like there are a lot of people rewriting their own story right now. And you guys, you gals have had so much experience before this, um, you know, great idea that, you know, I kind of wanted to tap on a few of those experiences. So you have worked with fortune 500 companies. I mean, I could 
I'm going to rattle a few lists like Kind Snacks and Columbia Sportswear and Coca-Cola. And I mean, just a lot like Citibank or Citigroup. Like there are so many people in those organizations, you know, decision makers who have maybe had to cut back or didn't know what kind of messaging they wanted to put forward during a pandemic. Um, and we're still in it right now. So even though we've had this kind of pivot and I know we want to, you know, um, fund the creators because these are the people who get us through, right? Um, so how do you pivot even further into 2021? Like what is your your long-term, like what's the end of 2021 look like for you, Claudine? Sure, I mean, we, we also had to think, what do we do? Because right now we're virtual. So we created this program so it could go back into, you know, in live, in real life events. So, you know, taking this as pop-ups to really cool places, even across the country, because we are, our name has caravan in it. So we're all about, you know, always road tripping and bringing the caravan to other places. So as far as, you know, what people say to us, well, what happens when things open up again, when, you know, we all get vaccinated and we want to be out, like no one wants to be on Zoom maybe at some point anymore, you know, at least for entertainment purposes. So we have that kind of forecasted as our linear kind of model where we would go with that. But also I think that we have to, you know, it's, it's a package, it's packaging to other entrepreneurs. I, it's what Janine just mentioned is how do you package this so that corporations like those Fortune 500 companies, like the emerging brands that might have just gotten VC funding, can understand what we're doing. Because as creative, sometimes you have you have to figure out how to get through your weeds and tell your story yourself, you know, and tell what your quick soundbite is and tell what your story is and what your philosophy is very quickly because those types of companies aren't going to understand a ton of sentences that go out in an email. Like it has to be like quick to the point. And that's where video content is, is going to be really important for us. So we've developed like a, a plan to be able to tell and show what we're doing via video. Like Janine mentioned, it's using a website to kind of tell that story. But, you know, I think that these brands, not those brands, but like brands in general um, are spending a lot of money still on content creation that doesn't feel genuine. You know, it doesn't feel authentic. A lot of it is just someone holding up a product and being like, oh, I love this product. You should have it too. And, you know, you don't know what the real story is behind that product. You don't know what the founder's story is behind that. You don't know why they made it. You know, you don't know the details. And that really is what separates Caravan Social Club and Caravan in general from a lot of that type of marketing. Because we're all about the brand messaging, the brand discovery, and we want to put founders, brand ambassadors, like true inside of brand ambassadors on the forefront to be able to tell those influencers a bit about the product. And then the influencers go off and share that with others. So it's not just like that box that arrives typically um, it's a little bit, you know, more hopefully authentic um, than that. You know, if we're, if we're engaging other content creatives to be part of our social club, we have the founders on, they tell their message. Maybe they received a necklace in the mail, but now they get to meet the, the founder live during our show. And, you know, our message to, the, you know, any brand, corporation, et cetera, is to kind of think about that because twofold. 
One is like, do you want to have a little bit more of a genuine message or that opportunity to tell your story yourself? And then secondly is who are the people who are endorsing your products? Like, what about telling their story? Because there's so many interesting, there's so many interesting, everyone's interesting, right? And there's so many interesting stories to go with everyone that's interesting. And it would be so great to like hear what people are up to, not just like, oh, I'm using this beauty product, but what are you involved with? What charity are you involved with? What, what, are, what are your interests right now? A little bit more about that person. So that's like our touch point right now that we're putting out there to brands is to kind of have these more pillars built into their content uh, creation marketing. And that's what we hope for with 2021 is to start showing that we're trying to be on the forefront of that messaging and that storytelling in that way. And for brands to kind of, we're small, we're small fish in a way in you know, this big pond, cause we're not like a huge agency. Um, you know, it's just the two of us and an awesome group of interns that we're mentoring right now, but we're, you know, it's small and we pull in freelancers when we need them for different projects that we work with. We have an amazing pool of freelancers, but sometimes that's hard to get through to these corporations because they see us as, so we have to, you know, create all these materials. We have to create a new way of kind of being able to say, Hey, flip that over and look at it a different way. See this way that we're, we're doing things. Well, so you mentioned retraining brand messaging from a corporate standpoint. That's kind of what I'm hearing is like people in this corporate world need to get out of their own box and get out of their own way and think about things from a creator standpoint and not just putting out their message, but putting it out through the content creator's personal story instead of just here's our brand and we know you like you know xyz product but here's why it does xyz for this person for the last 20 years and you know what i mean which is probably what they try to go after but are not really wholly successful <laughs> not all the time um but i think a lot of it may be a little quick fix that, that some people are looking for but when when you're thinking about how to you know, really bring an experience to life. What is going to really hit through this wall that we have? Janine, can you talk about what has been working for you? Well, I think we're going, and we just like talked about this yesterday with the rebranding, we're going back to basics. I think brands forget that they are storytellers and they have to act and create that message and that emotional connection to their audience. Um, so I, you know, going back to what Claudine was really honing in on, I think what falls flat so many times is when you are an agency and it's just very cut and paste, here's, you know, all the vetted verbiage, here are the material, like here are the images, that doesn't necessarily resonate with that person. So you really want to kind of understand who they are, where are they working with, what are the projects that they're working with? So you can really kind of like insert that message subliminally. So it's, it's authentic storytelling. And that's what you want. You want authentic storytellers. You don't want someone that's getting paid thousands and thousands of dollars for a post and it, and it goes nowhere. So you, you want it to be a win for the content creator because they're, they're creating something that's original to themselves and it speaks for, you know, their, their own community, their own environment. And then the brand who can thrive in that environment, in that community. And I mean, at the end of the day, everyone wants ROI. So, you know, when it's, when it's authentic, 
it works. And I think, you know, we saw that when, you know, Instagram and Facebook and everything was kind of launching out when you had like the OG mommy bloggers where they were just selling out products because it was so authentic. They were just like, oh my goodness, this product helped me have 30 more minutes in the day because it was a time saver. And I was able to get the kids, you know, off to school and everyone's like, oh my God, I need to do that because I'm looking for advice. So I think we kind of need to go back to those basics and remember that brands are storytellers and figure out, you know, who we can kind of match up that makes sense for that message. I mean, not, not to say that we want to consider ourselves matchmakers, but it's almost like. <laughs> yes. Well, you've got the heart, right? <laughs> I mean, it is going to be right around Valentine's day or if a little yes. bit after. So it is a bit of matchmaking, you know, matches made in heaven aren't just, you know, relationships and marriages. They are businesses and collaborations. And so when you are thinking about maybe some experience that you've put together, I, you can both, I'm sure you've got tons to pull from, but what was one of the most fun collaborations that you've kind of worked with, with either a celebrity and a brand or an experience that you've put together either on the ground or one of your caravan, um, you know, live, you know, experiences. There's so many, which one should we, which one should we share? Should we share about the last episode since we did it virtually? Yeah. Club? Yeah. The, the holiday event. We did episode six, which you can actually check out. If you go to our Facebook page, you can click on the link. Um, and it was just, a. it was probably like our first, like fully, fully produced because we've been doing this for so many times and learning so much, you know, from doing one, then next time trying to figure out how to recreate that wheel, but tweak it, make those improvements. So it was like fully produced. We had some major talent come on. AJ, who was just releasing his new song that's on Spotify and iTunes called Confetti. So we thought that was very, you know, timely to celebrate the silver linings for 2020 with coming together for the holidays. We also had Claudine's good friend, Gabrielle Ruiz, who is on My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and she announced a crazy ex My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend reunion. And we had Nikenji, who we work with a lot in the studio, and she uh, is on what well, was on Broadway and hopefully will be back in Broadway in the end of 2021. And she sang a beautiful Christmas carol. And then we also had some brand founders come on and brand ambassadors. So we can say, here are some awesome brands to shop for the holiday season. And it just came out really, really well, where we had a lot of people that came up to us and were like, that's what I needed. I needed this. I needed to feel like we were going to a show or felt like even though we couldn't be in person, I did feel like I was going to like a holiday cocktail party. So it was just, it was kind of nice to see all that and, and then work with all these amazing creatives and so many different influencers that we were able to send product and they did great product shots of all the brands that we were working with. So it just, it worked out really, really beautifully. And the brands also were able to sell some great holiday gifts. Nice. Well, that, I mean, ultimately they're looking for that metric. <laughs> um, right. But when you were talking about that, I was thinking about, you know, how, I mean, you're the care, the word care event. It just reminds me um, of when I was reading about your, your mobile store, right. And how drive-ins have kind of come back. And I thought, is there anything in your future that is going to include kind of like that road trip where everybody just kind of like meets up, I don't know, like Coachella or, you know, whatever it is. Like Claudine, are you, are you thinking about that kind of like meetup or, or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I think definitely that's on the agenda. 
RVs are definitely on the agenda because, um, <laughs> you know, I used to own the RV for a caravan and I missed having that. I said, oh, I, I wish I never got rid of that because that would have been really useful this year for some of the road trips that I did get to um, do here and there. But we did a virtual road trip where we went to all 50 states. We interviewed 60 different creatives across the country and photographed them virtually. And it happened like over a two-day period. And that just, we were like, we have to go and meet these people in person because it was all, you know, over, over Zoom and over IGTV. So that's definitely in our future for sure. And I also, just to kind of echo something that Janine was talking about, your last question we want to kind of tap into the emotions of brands and the person's feeling toward that brand. And same thing when we do events, they're small, they're intimate, it's bringing people together and it's, it's bringing community together. It's kind of tapping into this emotional set. You know, we want everything to feel good. You know, we want people to feel good. We want people to feel inspired is a really important way, a word that we constantly say when they leave an event, culture is a big part of what we do is to promote creative culture, whether it be music, whether it be dance. And we want to like instill that feel good feeling, you know, like the same way when you go to a show or you go to a comedy show and you get to laugh, like laughter is like the best thing ever. So, you know, when we look at these events and when we produce these events, like we know it's a success when someone does give us that kind of feedback, like, oh, I, I got so much out of this or, and like, it doesn't have to be a high budget event because these are not high budget events. It's not the flower wall. It's not the fancy menu. It's just showing you, it's not all of the expensive stuff that a lot of brands put into events. And those are all nice, but when you're doing like a hundred different things at one event and it's costing a half a million dollars, you know, I don't know if you always need to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's great sometimes for sure. But people get walked away maybe with such a more of a, a feel good experience from this event that was so small and so intimate that, you know, we didn't need, we didn't need the big logo wall. We didn't need like the shiny lights or the fancy menu. You know, there's a, you know, so I think that it's important to kind of look at those details even moving forward. And I feel like, you know, I'm afraid that once things turn around, that brands are going to be like, oh, it's, I've been, you know, I have all this extra marketing budget I didn't use all last year. I'm going to go with a big, big party and that might be okay. But it's like the state we're in right now with so many people still, when we come out of this, not being able to have jobs and, you know, not being able to like have extra money to shop or food and all like that doesn't feel very good, you know? So yes, it's commerce. Yes. The Caravan Social Club does at, you know, have a shopping part of it, but we also try to surround it where it doesn't feel like all that flash, you know, it's flashy. The people, the, the creatives are the flashy part of it, you know, and all of what they do. And then we don't have all this extra budget kind of mounted on it, but it still maybe does something even, even better at the end of it. It's also, it's just not sustainable. Like, you know, right. you're, you're spending all this all these dollars and, you know, what do you do with the flower wall after it gets, you know, <laughs> photographed? So it's just like those things I think people are being more conscious about mm -hmm. to say, is this, is this what we need for the environment, for ourselves? And then also to, to spend these extra dollars. So I think a lot of companies, regardless of doing events or office space, I mean, that, that's just, it's all 
getting re, you know, reworked and that whole model is completely being reevaluated. Yeah. Well, I mean, big brands are are opting out of Super Bowl advertisements at this point. So it is a, a conscious choice to spend your ad dollars in certain places. And so I do think that that is, thing, is a thing that people are looking at. And, and I know that if, you know, I'm hoping, like you said, Claudine said <laughs> that, um, that if we all, you know, once it has turned around that there won't be huge events that will try to do it small and small and small and grow and grow and grow. Because the better part about that, when I think of that is you have that intimacy level that you don't have in a big venue, right? It's the same reason that rock concerts at the, you know, Troubadour down here down the street are amazing versus at the LA Coliseum. You know what I mean? Like there, it's a different kind of event. And, and I know that people walk away with so much, not different. I should say there's different uh, memories. We'll put it that way. But I do think that that's, that's a, a tactic or some sort of strategy that people can use moving forward instead of just going, I'm going to go with the bang because I got all this money, you know, but really cultivating what you began planting those seeds for in 2020 to then really see, you know, bloom in 2021. And then like hit them hard in 2022. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what is one takeaway from each of you of your career so far that if you could just, you know, sit down face to face with somebody who's just starting out, what would you tell them? What is something that you've learned along the way that if you knew that at the beginning, you would do it? Let's do Claudine first. <laughs> uh, I, there's so much. Uh, I, know, I think it's so hard to pick one. <laughs> I know. I may have a couple um, quick ones. So I think definitely having a business plan, you know, not necessarily, I mean, it's always good to go to someone formal and write that business plan. Um, so you have like a directional kind of way that you're going. Um, that's super important. And making sure that you have the skills that you need, that you really need and the time you really need um, when you're starting, because when it's your own business, you know, it's yours, you know, and you have to put even if you're working another job, you have to put so much into it. And you really need to make sure you have those skills. The caravan originally started as a store and the mobile store did great because it was, you know, people were coming on. It was, it had got international press and people just wanted to come on and buy something, you know? Um, but then I opened other stores and one of the stores, which was the bigger store didn't do as well, you know, and I didn't have, you know, I didn't really have selling skills. Like I didn't really take all those math classes and sell through classes, but I was like, Hey, I know how to buy clothes. I know, you know, how to say that this is a cool designer and merchandise it, but I didn't, you know? So I was like lacking so many skills, which was like such a big downfall of the store. Um, so I think it's important to kind of really frame out the skill set you're going to need to be able to, and some people are business and some people aren't marketing and some, you know, like I'm marketing, I'm not business mind, you know, I'm not math mind. So it's like, you need to have that though, to have a business. So having, um, that business plan and that list of things, like kind of checklist of what you'll need and what kind of skills you'll need to get, to get the job done is super important. And I always say networking um, networking, but I feel like I've done that since the beginning, but for anyone that's not networking, um, I would say that that's such an important thing. And then always never, and this is something I've always done, but I think a lot of people don't do this. It's like always make friends with everybody, like from the assistant all the way up, because 
you never know. Like there's so many actors that had, you know, guest roles and now are stars that who knew where, you know, their career was going to go that we met them when they were like, had a small role on one TV show and now they're a lead on another TV show or, you know, um, an assistant at a magazine that's now the editor in chief. So it's like, you just never know. Everyone should always be, no matter what, not even for business purposes, but we should always be kind to everybody. Um, but no, like take extra so time sometimes with someone. Like we take so much time to mentor our interns. Um, we feel like we put so much time into it and that's so important to us. And we never know where these interns are going to go and where they're going to end up one day. They could end up, you know, at the top companies. And it's like, we kind of start a little bit of their foundation. Um, but even more so, it's just like, we're, we're helping them build that foundation. And that's such an important thing. So it's like, sometimes if you have the time, take that time to mentor others, you know, during your own journey, because you also may need a mentor. Like I've had lots of mentors along the way too. So it's very reciprocal, like, you know, to, to kind of pay it forward all the time. And that was a lot of things. There's not just one. <laughs> that's okay. I'll I'll do a quick one. <laughs> Janine, what would you say? <laughs> I'll, I'll do a quick. I, I always say it's about leveraging relationships. So it could be, you know, your best friend. It could be your neighbor. And you kind of work backwards to see who's in your network of people that can introduce you to another good potential relationship or potential lead. Um, and because how you leverage your relationships best is really how you're going to succeed at your job. And what everyone's always saying, well, what can you bring to the table? Well, what you're bringing to the table is your Rolodex of lunch meetings, cocktail meetings, dinner meetings, your breakfast. So all of those tedious things that you have to do, where I know Claudine touched a little bit about networking, but like you need to do those things because you never know where those people are going to lead to or where that conversation two years ago might bring you, walk you into a $50,000 brand deal. So it's always just keeping those relationships in your back pocket and then leveraging them. So it's not only an advantage to yourself, but an advantage to that person too. How can you make them in a winning, you know, solution and in a winning experience? So I always say, however you leverage your relationships is really how you're going to succeed in whatever you're working on. Nice. Well, there's so much more we're going to talk about. So stick around <laughs> for the rest of Sweet Bites with Santa, the podcast, and then head over to Extra Bite. We'll see you after the break. For those of you with big hair like me, you're probably always on the lookout for a good brush. And I mean one that can handle a lot of hair. Well, you're in luck because I found the Shu Uremura Large Paddle Brush. I'm an affiliate and you are about to get those tangles gone today, girl. Check out the link in the show notes and enjoy less stress knowing that your brush is ready to take on your amazing, amazing hair. So on this episode of Sweet Bites of Sandra, I wanted to talk about a story that I think is really funny because it is tax time. It's tax season. And I know people hate it. They hate it. They hate it. They hate it. I hate it. But I actually did my taxes on tour. And I know that sounds really um 
you know, insignificant, (laughs) but at the time I was touring with Rihanna. I was in, um, I was in the UK and I literally was like up at four in the morning, um, on some other time zone. My mom had gone to my PO box to like get all of my, um, W2s from my, from my PO box and literally just kind of transposing from screenshotted images that she had sent over to me. And that was the way that I did my taxes. Now I know that everyone has their own method and their, you know, method to their madness, but it is one of those times where it just gets really stressful. So I just wanted to offer my one little story of saying, take a deep breath and know that even though you have to do your taxes, right? If you are taking the time to get it all done and piecemeal it together with all the different forms that you have to do and all the different um, details that you have to put in it, that it does you know, it does end. (laughs) I always like to think about that. Like once it's over, okay, cool. I don't have to think about this until next year. So there is an end point. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I just wanted to offer that little, the little piece of hope, (laughs) the little piece of hope for you to know that once you get it done, it is done. And then you don't have to worry about that for a long time, at least another 364 days. So have a good tax season. um, And let me know if you need some pointers as far as as de-stressing activities, I'm your girl. <laughs> send me a note, info at sandracoltimadc.com, and I will send you over a link to a few different sites that I find um, really help to ease the stress and get you going in a much more positive direction. So on this episode of Sweet Bites of Sandra, we always do an extra bite, and I wanted to showcase some of the really delicious desserts that my husband brought home on Valentine's Day. So chocolate is a thing for me on Valentine's Day, and I know that chocolate paired with wine is also good. So as a listener, I wanted to ask you, are you really into milk chocolate? or dark chocolate. (laughs) I know Valentine's Day is already over and we've already celebrated it, but you know what? It should be all year round, right? We should be celebrating love for every single day of the year. So let's celebrate chocolate too. So on on the website, I'm going to put a poll. So I want you guys to go to my blog at sandracoltimadisi forward slash blog and take the quiz. I wanna know what kind of chocolate are you? Are you more into milk chocolate? Are you more into dark chocolate? And definitely, while you're there, check out the picture of the delectable chocolates that my husband brought home on Valentine's Day. Oh, he's amazing. And make sure that you sign up definitely for the VIP waitlist for College of Style. We are now into our countdown. It is less than 75 days away. And you can go to collegeofstyle.com, sign up for the VIP waitlist to make sure that you get all of the updates and early access to the membership site. Now, If you haven't already and you're into music and you have music, maybe you're a singer songwriter, maybe you are into it and you want to promote your music, I have playlists for every single episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra. So I have Spotify playlists twice a week and you could get on it. So make sure that you check it out. Go to the contact page on my website and submit your music there. And there's always a sweet reward go to my podcast page on the website, scroll all the way down to the bottom, check out all the enter to win opportunities. On the website right now, there are multiple opportunities to enter to win e-gift cards to some of my favorite places. So make sure that you check it out and don't delay because the entry dates are all listed on there and you don't wanna miss out. And I keep saying that. 
and I think I'm done as far as this episode. I think we're done for today. And you know what? I wish you the best, the absolute best day that you can have. If you're listening to this in the morning, afternoon, or evening, take a moment, take a deep breath, let all of the stress go, and know that I'm here for you. If you have any questions, send me an email info at sandracoltamedici.com and check out all the rest of the episodes. Share them, like them, comment and rate them. Make sure you give us five star on the ratings because that just helps us reach so many more people. It brings our, it brings the content to more people because the more ratings that we have, the more people actually, you know, kind of like the the algorithm. (laughs) We want to get more ratings so that we get to more people and help more people with all of this great marketing business and digital tips. Uh, And you know, I, I really appreciate your support and I can't wait to bring you more episodes. So I'll see you on the next one. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.